Alright guys, quick announcement. On Saturday night, August 29th, at the Hell's Kitchen Lounge in Newark, New Jersey, the This Is Happening podcast is having an event called Who Loves the 90s? It's going to be a Doctor Who themed uh, 90s dance party featuring DJ Luna, who does the Money Morning Mixes, and myself, Diego. I do the Super Dance Party whenever I feel like putting it up. Uh, the music's going to be mostly 90s, you know, but, you know, being audio time lords, maybe we might play something from 1988 or play something from 2002. I don't, you know, some music music goes where it got to go. So let's give the address. It's Hell's Kitchen Lounge, 150 Lafayette Street, Newark, New Jersey. There's also going to be, like, fire shows. That's going to be crazy, you know. Some guy's going to try to break a world record. So let's, you know, come on out. We'll cheer him. We'll support that. Uh... So one more time, Who Loves the 90s, Doctor Who themes, 90s uh, party. And like I said, I don't want to see anyone on the Wikipedia complaining if we play something that's slightly out of 90s. Just come on out, have a good time. It's no cover, 21 plus. Hell's Kitchen, the drinks are reasonably priced. You know, unlike these other bars, that they overcharge you. Hell's Kitchen, they take care of you. They take care of me. Let's go take care of each other. So one final time. Saturday night, August 29th, Who Loves the 90s? I know I do. Guys, before we get started... Let me just mention that this podcast is a limited special. Um, it's pretty much about one man's journey to Japan and his love of Japanese pro wrestling. If you want true Japanese uh, pro wrestling knowledge, please visit thefightnetwork.com. Go to their podcast and look up uh, Japanese audio uh, wrestling. One more time, for the best podcast about Japanese wrestling, look up um, Japanese audio wrestling on the Fight Network. So, fightnetwork.com. Go to their podcast. One more time, Japanese audio wrestling. Uh, Chris Charlton and WH Park, they know what they're talking about me. I'm just a fan who's just goofing around. So, uh, on with the show. Alright, welcome to the special edition podcast from the This Is Happening Network. I'm Diego Santos, and this is The Road to the Tokyo Dome. Where, in case you don't know, I will be going to Tokyo, Japan for the Wrestle Kingdom event by New Japan Pro Wrestling. And we're going to be having a once-a-month show, you know, of me talking with people who've been to Japan, people who are currently living in Japan, and others who are experts, so they can give me advice while we also talk about, you know, Japanese wrestling. So, today in the podcast, I have my boy Rich. Rich, introduce yourself. Hello, everybody out there. I'm Rich. I've known Diego for quite some time. I think I've known you since, like, high school. So, I'm glad to hear that you're going to Japan. You're going to have a fucking blast. Um, especially since you're going to go see Wrestle Kingdom, which you introduced me to. Um, I guess, can I explain what Wrestle Kingdom is? Sure, go ahead. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom is sort of the equivalent of WrestleMania, but for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, last, I guess, January or February? Yes, January. It, in January, uh, Diego invited me over here to watch it. It was phenomenal. It blew away uh, this year's WrestleMania, by far. Um, all the matches, I, I would say the... the the three matches that they had, which like the the main events, were five star all across the board. Uh, definitely, New Japan Pro is probably like one of the best things out there in wrestling. I am a wrestling fan. I will admit that. Uh, I discovered New Japan Pro back in the days, I guess, in the early '90s when WCW was in, you know importing Japanese wrestlers uh, to the states, and they brought guys like the Great Muda. Jushin Thunder Liger, Shono. Te- Masahiro Chono, um, Tatsumi Fujinami, Tenzan, Kensuke Sasaki. So 
just seeing those guys and just seeing the difference between the American style of wrestling and uh, Puretsu or Japanese strong style totally like changed my outlook on everything that was professional wrestling and then just seeing stuff the actual matches from New Japan Pro which was just like wow this is so awesome why aren't the WWF or now the WWE doing anything you know something like this but they won't but you know definitely if you get the chance go on YouTube you know just type in New Japan Pro Wrestling and you'll check out some really cool stuff or get the the New Japan World, which is their version of the network. It's only eight fifty a month. It's not nine ninety five. It's nine ninety nine yen. Oh, ooh, that is very expensive. Oh, yeah, eight fifty. Yeah, that's not so eight dollars and fifty cents a month. So can't complain. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just had a G one climax. That was literally nineteen shows in twenty five days. Dude, you're a trooper. You watched all those I matches. I watched all of it. God damn! I oh. only showed up for like the finals, which was those matches were also great as well. Um. I know Diego was disappointed uh, disappointed that... uh, Tanahashi won. Tanahashi won. uh, I became a fan of Nakamura, uh, and we were all rooting for him. Unfortunately, he came up a little bit short, but, you know, that's the way the... Cookie crumbles. Cookie crumbles or the egg roll rolls. Yeah. I guess, I don't know, egg rolls aren't even a part of freaking Japanese cuisine, but... (laughs) but It's okay. Yeah. We we just lost half our Japanese (laughs) audience from that joke. Uh, Forgiveness, please. So, um... So yeah. yeah, the the thing the thing about the thing for me personally about New Japan is that almost every match ex- makes sense to me. The language I'm learning it slowly but surely, but each match makes sense. Like wrestler A and wrestler B are 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 working towards a goal, and most of the goal is to be the champion, if not the champion, one of the secondary titles. And you know, there's a reason why they're working. Like if you put on if I put on Raw and I see like Curtis Axel versus uh, uh someone else. Curtis Axel and uh, Adam Rose. There's literally no reason for them to, do, to, be, to whatever win, lose, or draw. They're all they're gonna stay in that same position. Yeah, they're whereas very second tier guys. Whereas in New Japan, you feel like all right, this guy had this guy won his his match, so now he's gonna be elevated to number one. Uh, you know, up the up, up the card, like how old school NWA used to book. Yeah, books. that was so great. And also the thing that I liked about uh, with New Japan is is that the fact that. Uh, I guess we're gonna have to talk like some wrestling jargon here. Uh, that all, pretty much all the the stars, you know, you have your faces and you have your heels, good guys, bad guys, but with pretty much all the roster in New Japan Pro, they seem to be like, I guess tweeners, which is pretty much they're not good and they're not bad, but the fans love them. So everybody gets like their pop from the crowd or from the audience, and that's what's great. Um, unlike you know with the WWE, where it's just like okay, it's very black and white heel face you know everybody gets their amount of being cheered by the crowd and that's so great and that's why um, New Japan Pro is just like it's so much more awesome and the matches themselves way more exciting way 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 more exciting than what you'd see not to take anything bad away from the WWE they have their moments like a lot of spots but with New Japan spot fest all around it's just and it's so great the thing is like you know, if we quickly, we're staying on wrestling for a little bit. Like the WWE, I, I think at this point in time, they have like their, the greatest athletes they've ever had. They got the greatest performers they've ever had in history. But the cre- but the creative is what's crippling. The these is wasting these guys' talents. Yeah, that's like you know, sure. you know, uh, like you know, like all members of the Shield, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, all those guys should be like top tier 
you know, crossover stars like Rock and Austin became. Yeah. But because of, you know, being handcuffed by creative, it's just like, all right, they're there. We, we kind of dig it, but that's as far as they're going to go. Okay. And that's that's my problem. Yeah, it's like in the spotlight is just strictly on the John Cena's of the world. And it's just like, oh, okay, I guess people are getting, like, really sick of it. And it's just they should really, really promote the, the guys that are, like, up and comer. In New Japan, everybody's, like, getting their spot in... And, you know, in the spotlight. I'm sorry if I'm, like, slurring my words. I'm drinking here as we speak right now. So. Which, is a, which is a This Is Happening uh, trademark. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you when were you in Japan? I was in Japan. Um, like I said, I'm getting on in the year, so I might forget. Uh, I was there, I believe, in 2004, 2005. Um, I went with um, my good friend, Karado Gataleta. Uh, Wait, is that is that the dude from Dead Road? You are correct. Yes, that is the director, creator, writer, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, of Dead Road, uh, which is a zombie web series that I'm a part of, and also Diego's in it as well. And if you get the chance, www.deadroad.net, uh, check it out. It's an online web series that we've been go- it's been going on for like about five years. Uh, we're gonna be hopefully Corrado will be posting the remaining episodes that. He has to finish editing and all that good stuff. So you get to see that. Uh, we have a great bunch of people. Uh, people that actually went to high school with uh, myself and Diego. A uh, good pal of mine named uh, Humberto Rivera. Humberto. Uh, or we call him the Bert. Um, yes, Humberto. He's also in it as well. Um, we also have um, the lovely Julie Robbins is also in it as well. It's a lot of unknown actors and actresses that are in it. Uh, we also have... Um, yeah, call them enhancement talent. Enhancement talent. We're going to continue using the the wrestling jargon here, and also um, a couple of familiar faces in the form of Thomas Ryan. He's also in it as well. Uh, Rudy Bustamante. Uh, I can just go on and on about it, but definitely check it out if anybody gets the chance, or if you're really fucking bored. Deadroad.net. But I went with Corrado. He had been there previously like three times, so he was already familiar with everything that was going on we actually he went to China with another friend of ours Hong Kong and then he was going to meet us in Tokyo so it was cool and I went with two other friends Diego I hope you're uh, ready because uh, where are you flying out from by the way JFK okay flying out for JFK was the same place I flew out from and it's going to be a non-stop or no no we're, I'm going to go to Canada first oh, and from okay. Canada it's going to be non-stop oh you're lucky because when I went there it was non-stop so it was literally 14 hours in a plane from JFK all the way to Narita Airport in Tokyo. Um, I'm just going to give you a one word of advice. Alcohol. Lots and lots of alcohol because you're going to be like, okay, I'm drunk already. It's like, ladies and gentlemen, we have 10 more hours left to go in our before we land in Narita Airport. So you just have to like feel yourself, uh, you know, Bring books, bring CDs, or yeah, bring an iPod. Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I like I have like motion narcolepsy. Oh boy! So I like like when like that's why I, that's why I don't drive because like if I'm in a car for like more than a half hour, I'm like I'm 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 taking a nap. Oh well. So I'm on the plane. I, I'm I'm definitely gonna sleep at least eight hours. Okay, just bring something with you because I tried sleeping. I had to literally drink myself to sleep because that was the only way. I literally bought like four or five books, finished them, and I was like, okay, we're still on a plane. And just kept I'm, chugging I'm, and chugging I'm, and drinking. Yeah, I'm probably gonna be, still be studying my Japanese. Yeah, like, oh, you that's know, good. Be, being a slacker. You know, <laughs> I'll wait till the last minute. Like, oh shit, I gotta learn this language. Yeah, it's like so. Like, I got 14 hours to learn like, it. We just landed in the freaking airport. It's like, oh fuck, I don't know a single word oh, of fucking shit. Japanese. Oh, uh, ohio, ohio, uh-huh. yeah. ohio, Akuma, Do- Domo, Wakari, 
Cotty, what? Uh, whatever, I'll fucking figure it out. So, but luckily for us, when we were in Japan, uh, Corrado had a friend of his named Koji, Koji-san, or we called him the coach. A uh, really great guy, spoke English, actually spoke better Spanish than I did, which was shocking. Uh, he was pretty much our interpreter. Anything we wanted, uh, as far as like, you know, buying stuff or just going to places, he would be our interpreter. We would like talk and be like, okay, Koji, tell this person, blah, 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 blah. And be like, oh, so everything went smoothly with him. It was great that we had somebody there that spoke the language, even though when we were in uh, Tokyo, we were actually in a, a, I guess, I guess you could call it a, a region of Tokyo because Tokyo is huge. Yeah. It's like think of the five boroughs combined into one massive, like you know, city, a mega city. Not to use a Judge Dread reference, Dredd. but it felt like that. So we were in Rapongi, where that's where we were staying most of the time. That's where the hotel was. Vice. Yeah, <laughs> and pretty much over there spoke English, more or less the the broken English, but. It was more Westerner friendly because you had all like the fast food chains. We literally, um, the hotel that we were at, uh, a few like stores away was a 7 Eleven. So it was like, great, we have that. That was like, you know, Americana to us. But it was, it was great. We also, um, we were in beer bottle throwing distance from the Tokyo Tower. So everything was there. It's like you, there was such um, a sightseer's dream. That's pretty much how I can describe um, Rapongi. But then we also visited the other spots. Uh, Shinjuku, which for those people who have watched uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, that's where they filmed it. The crossing, yeah. Yeah, and it's pretty much, think of Times Square times a thousand because just all the neon lights, you're going to fucking burn your retinas. Yeah, so just looking at all, all that stuff out there. Um, it was great. Then we also went to other spots. We went to Yokohama Harbor, uh, a couple of other places, and... Right now, Diego's grabbing a, a Sapporo, which... Premium, we, premium yeah, version. Very good stuff. That's what we pretty much drank out there. Uh, they didn't really have a lot of American, or for them, it's imported beer. Uh, we visited like a lot of other places that I, I don't want to butcher the language to, to say that w- where we were at, but it was, it was a total blast. Um, we went by train everywhere because uh, cabs out there are super fucking expensive. But we were in walking distance of most of the cool stuff. Kanpai. Oh, wait, yes. I, that's the way of saying cheers in Japan. Kanpai. Kanpai. Wait, we gotta get... Clink the bottle, man. There we go. You oh, just shit, the bottle. fuck! God dang it. My bad. Diego, you're bleeding. <laughs> shit, fuck. My bad. It had a main artery. So, super fun. Super fun. Then we also visited, uh, what's it called? Um, Kyoto, which is the original capital yeah. of Japan. As you can tell, Rich and I are not trained actors. No, we're not. We're not. We're not even the fucking the closest. We're, there's no Marlon Brando's here. <laughs> <laughs> so, capital of Japan, which Kyoto. was Kyoto. Uh, everything is very traditional. When you're walking down the streets, you had people dressing in traditional Japanese garments. You know, they definitely knew that we were Westerners. And the great thing about also Japan is, and I fell in love with it, they actually have... Um, like the equivalent of soda machines but with beer oh nice so, and you can literally drink beer in the street they, they're not going to harass you or anything like that if you do it here you know it's like hey put it in a brown bag no you can walk around and just be like yeah I'm having a beer I'm having a Sapporo so you're definitely going to have a blast um, and I'm super jealous you're going to go to Wrestle Kingdom because you're actually going to the Tokyo Dome I only got to, I actually only got to see the outside of it and it's fucking humongous like you can literally like 
put people in there and they can live in their own freaking habitat. That's how huge it is. And down the block is Kurokan Hall, which is another famous uh, arena where Japanese wrestling happens. So you're you're just going to have a fucking blast. I'm fucking super jealous. Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on a schedule because I arrive at December 31st at 5 p.m. So, like, you know, yeah. I show up, I'm going to take a shower, take a nap. And hopefully I don't... I don't, know, I don't think I'm taking a nap because I'll probably be sleeping the entire plane ride. Oh, yeah. And, but i got to figure out what I'm going to do for New Year's over, over there. But, but I'm definitely, like, you know, I keep saying... I'm going to say this, like, in every single episode of the show. <laughs> but I am definitely... I'm going to tour Yano's bar every single night to pregame. Yeah, that's fucking awesome, man. Like you said, I'm super jealous. And plus, you're going to be ringing in the new, uh, new Year before any of us here in the States, so that's going to be awesome, so you definitely yeah, should post yeah. it on Facebook, so. like, Happy New Year, motherfuckers! Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, like like, I'm not on social network, outside of uh, Instagram, oh. when I, uh, when I travel. Huh? Oh, never mind. Yeah. Fuck, shit. Yeah, like, I, like, I don't know, I like being on, I, like, I did it, I did it once when I was in Vegas, and, oh, you know, I, I realized, like, you know, even though I am doing, I should have just kept mental notes, or, like, yeah. wrote notes down rather than, like, being on Facebook. Yeah. Because when, you, when you're, like, on social network, and you're, like, taking selfies or whatever I feel like you're not living in the moment you're just taking a photograph to show other people rather than just living yeah so like if you notice like 99% of my photos are are, are like paparazzi shots <laughs> like only recently because of the hair not, I don't, yeah. yeah I've been taking oh, yes, more I've been, blonde, take, I've, been, yes. I've been taking more selfies yeah, but I, I hardly take selfies because I feel like like I don't like a selfie so whatever it's like I'm just it's just like a, a so image you're not gonna bring a selfie stick no selfie no, stick, selfie stick in, no. in Japan I don't know. You might no, bring that. Might, that might be samurai a, warrior might want to like say there might be a, there might be a selfie uh, selfie robot out there. <laughs> selfie calm. Yes. yes, he would take a picture of you. Just program him. See, back again with the freaking the really bad Japanese. Now we're, le- we're lo- we lost the rest of our Japanese yeah, audience. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Forgiveness, please. But um, that's uh, from the Simpsons. Yes. Um, so yeah, like, and there's I, no Mr. Sparkle yeah. out there. No Mr. Sparkle Factory, which is a bummer. But yeah, you so, know. so yeah, that's that's just my thing about about like in general, like like taking selfies. You're just you're just I don't know. It's not real. Yeah, like that's why when you see my photos, they're mostly paparazzi shots. That's <laughs> real. Yeah, then all like when you see me drunk picking up somebody and squatting them. Oh, that yeah. that's classic, man. Yeah, that's fucking price. And when did you guys do that? Like what four in the fucking morning? You were... Yeah, no, I've done it many times. If you go to my photos. <laughs> I just, I just, when I go on my drunken rampages, I did oh. a, I did a, I did a collage once. Like, holy shit, I did go on a rampage where I, uh, I, you know, I, I molested a big black guy. Uh, okay. Like, that's what I do when I get drunk. Okay. I, when I get drunk, I molest big black guys. The scarier, the better. Show, like, fucking shit. Yeah. It's a good thing I'm sitting by the door, you know. Just oh, you're in not, case. you're not a big black guy. Oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. I usually squat white people. <laughs> and I'm not I, white either, so. And, and I, uh, kidnap. just play and, one at, on TV. And so. I just, and I kidnap Asians. Oh, okay, so you're gonna love Japan. You can definitely like come back. Hey guys, I brought some souvenirs. Check them out. <laughs> her, All these na- poor Japanese girls. Her name is Toki. <laughs> she doesn't speak English, but you know we we communicate with our hands, so it's did, all good. Did you kidnap Tanahashi? Maybe. Oh, that would be fucking awesome. It's like, look, look what I brought, guys. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, and like he's, oh, and, he's, and, and, he, and he's doing the air guitar the entire time. <laughs> Tanahashi, great wrestler, terrible air guitar guy. Yeah, just well, you call him the John Cena of New Japan Pro, so yeah, he kind of is. If you check out his matches, yeah, it's very John Cena s minus the you can't see me fucking thing. He I, he substituted that for air guitaring, so yeah, but I mean same time. He, but the thing is, you know, Tanahashi doesn't have handcuffs on him, so he's allowed to have five star matches. Yes, and I don't I don't want to sound like a a Cena de- Cena defender Cena. <laughs> Yeah, seen her a couple of days ago. I don't sound like a Cena <laughs> defender, but I feel like he can work, but he's handcuffed. Yeah. So that's just my thing. Like, it's you know. The creative 
force behind WWE. So they're yeah. like, we don't want you doing this kind of style. Well, we were talking about that before. Um, uh, something along the lines of that WWE stifling somebody's like wrestling ability. Hulk Hogan, when he wrestled in Japan, was totally different from what he you would see like back in the eighties. You know, coming in brother, you know, hulking up and all that stuff. Hogan wrestled some really great scientific matches in Japan, and it was just like when we had finished watching uh, the G1 Climax. We put we, on classic uh, New Japan. Yeah, I showed so, them, uh, I think it was Muda versus Hogan, where Hogan was like, you know, showing off his mat skills. Yeah, doing an insiguri. It's like, can you imagine like a six foot eight, 300 pound guy like giving an insiguri? It's just freaking amazing. So you see that, and it's just like, wow, why didn't Hogan wrestle like that in in the states and it's just like but it's the creative uh, team behind WWE like you said Vince really stifled him down because you know it was very cartoony uh, you know of the WWF as compared to all the it other it promotions kept, it kept it simple punches yeah. kicks atomic drops yeah back, back rake <laughs> <laughs> that was like the signature move that Hogan would always get I can remember one match that he had with like Don Morocco he just kept in back rake Back rake, back rake. It's like, what the fuck is this? Come on, Hogan, like, punch him, do something else. No, brother, I'm going to give you a back rake. Can you just imagine when they were calling out the spots? It's like, okay, I'm going to give you a back rake, and then another back rake. It's just like, what the fuck, man? But his matches in Japan were just like, no back rakes. It was just like arm bars, friggin' drop toe holds, all the good chain, stuff. Chain wrestling. Yeah, pretty much what you saw there. Much like in the States, it was just wasn't like that. But with New Japan, you see a lot of the Westerner... Western wrestlers that are there that you might have seen like in TNA, like AJ Styles, he still kept his style, but he improved on it. Yeah, and which is so fucking awesome. But so imagine AJ Styles, but better. Yeah, <laughs> that could be an oxymoron. Yeah, I don't so know about that. Like, that's, that's how it is. So. And also, um, we got I, I don't know when this might be aired, but Saturday we're gonna go yeah, check it's out. Yeah, airing on Wednesday. So I mean, oh, by, by the time you hear this. By the time you hear this, we're it like the, what we're about to talk to has already happened, and we're gonna give our predictions of this show, and yeah. we're gonna, and then we're, when we listen on Wednesday, we're like, man, those guys are right, or man, those guys are idiots. They don't know anything. <laughs> Probably the idiots, yeah, definitely the idiots. Uh, right. It's gonna be great. Was it? It's Let's promotion with uh, promotion with. No, new it's Japan. not really joint promotion. It's just they're bringing New Japan talent. Oh, so uh, Ring of Honor. It's a Ring of Honor show, which is like the only like wrestling I'll watch nowadays. Like, like I was talking to Diego before. Like literally with like the WWE, I'll watch like the beginning segment. The 10 o'clock segment and, like, whatever the last match was, and that's it. Ring of Honor, I'll watch it from beginning to end. And it's kind of funny because they'll show Ring of Honor and then they'll show TNA, which is just, like, ugh, if you know you're wrestling. But, um... Right, let's, uh, let's let's run down the card and let's make our predictions. So by the time this airs, people will figure out if we're smart guys or we're dumbasses. Probably dumbasses. Yeah, probably. All right, so... Let's go with uh, we're we're gonna do the, the, the final four matches, which totally. are the more friendly, the more friendlier ones. Yeah. Which we got uh, Hiroti Goto versus Michael Elgin, and I know every if you, if you listen to any other podcast like uh, John Pollock's or uh, the Japanese Audio Wrestling, which you know Chris Charlton the Beach Park. Shout out to you guys because you know you guys are the pioneers of uh, Japanese wrestling podcast, and you know I don't want to be. Make like like we're stepping your toes because this, no, this, is a, this is only a little this is a limited series yeah and you know you guys are the you guys are the kings so anyway uh, everyone's been saying how Michael Elgin I, I said at the at the G one show that he reminded me of Doctor Death yes he's very Steve Williams s um, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Doctor Death Steve Williams another person you got a YouTube um, awesome wrestler uh, he wrestled for the University of uh, Oklahoma and. 
he had a pretty big following here in the States, but when he went to wrestle in Japan, he was like a god. And just watching him just reminded all of us of Dr. Death Steve Williams, so that's going to be an awesome match. Yeah, because he had a really good one a few days ago in Japan. Yeah. I, th- I think it might have been at, the, at, it been at, at Sumo Hall. Yeah. So I'm expecting another classic match between these two. Yeah. So, um, hmm. even though it's America and maybe uh, is he Canadian? No, I'm saying we're in America. Yeah, North, I know. North, we're in, we're in North America. Okay. True. So <laughs> maybe you know, he's a Ring of Honor guy. So you know what? I changed my mind. I'm, I'm gonna go. It's gonna be Elgin. I think Elgin's gonna take it. Yeah, because definitely, if it's like very, if it's Ring of Honor and they're, you know, having New Japan come in as guests. I, there's going to probably be one match where New Japan will score and another match will be Ring of Honor so it's going to be back and forth but that's going to be a really good match uh, Elgin I think I'm going to root for him as well So, but it's just going to be a, a five star yeah it's going to be a good match okay what else we All got right, next up we got the Time Splitters uh, which is Kushida and Alex Shelley versus the Briscoe Brothers Ooh. so I think that, that's going to me that's going to be another one where I think I'm going to give that one to the Briscoe Brothers. Yeah, it's totally going to be a spot fest as well. Um, damn, it's tough because uh, didn't Alex Shelley come back from an injury? Yeah, so, yeah, he was injured, but I think he's back and he's, he's ready to go. Yeah, if he's like 100%, then yeah, the time splitters. Um, I'm going to go for the time splitters. Oh, wow. Let's, there we go. We got, we, go. we got a debate going Uh-oh. on. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's on. It's on. Whoever gets, whoever gets the most wrong must shave their head. Oh, boy. <laughs> we, we should do that if like one of us is wrong, like... But I don't think Diego should shave off his golden locks. No, nah, that's fair saying. No, nah, he, he's gone Super Saiyan. Yeah. See? There's so, all right, next up we got Red Dragon, uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish versus uh, Ring of Honor World Champion Jay Lethal and Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, Nakamura. Need I say more? I, and not to take anything away from Jay Lethal, but that's pretty much what I'm going to be there for. Karato is also going to be joining me there. We're all we're pro Nakamura. Nakamura yeah, I think, is just, I think that entire it's wrong with you yeah they should be pile driven into the freaking concrete if you're gonna even think about booing Nakamura Nakamura is just I discovered him like I said from the last Wrestle Kingdom um, even with the persona that he has of being like Michael Jackson discard that rings like ring ability excellent excellent friggin' ring ability so I'm definitely rooting for him and Jay Lethal Jay Lethal's gonna be there but I'm definitely gonna be cheering for Nakamura Elizabeth Sohn Elizabeth, <laughs> yes. New Jersey zone. Anybody from Elizabeth, New Jersey, listening to this? You know, I was I was actually side note. I was body slammed by Jay Lethal once. <laughs> how would you? How are you body slammed by Jay Lethal? Did you just like hey, this, wrestling's fake? And you, you no, just, this is gonna be a teaser because I'm gonna try to get him on the podcast. So oh, if, I ever, okay. if I ever get him on, I'll tell the story then. So all right, that's a cliffhanger, jerks. Yeah, that's the one thing I always like was impressed by. Like how many wrestlers you know? I was just like, wow. It's like you you know Rob Van Dam, you know freaking New Jack. I was just like. Wow, that's fucking impressive. But they don't know me because I've changed my luck many times. And, and currently, you're in Super Saiyan mode. Yeah, so. like yeah. When I knew when I when I knew those guys, well, no, actually, no. Rob Van Dam, I didn't really know. He came to my hotel room. There was no uh, devil's lettuce, so he kind of <laughs> like walked right out. Oh, the wacky tabacky, yes. No, no, I don't know what that. Yeah, the Saiyan spinach. So once he was like, oh, there, oh, there's n- there's none of that there. That'd All be right. a great name for a band, by the way, Satan yeah. spinach. So yeah, that that does well. So Rob Van Dam is not on that list of, of wrestlers I uh, I I interacted with. I'm just grabbing a beer. Sorry about that. So, uh, all right. Now, the main event is definitely going to be insane. Roderick Strong, who's been on fire. like when you've Mr. Been, Ring of Honor. If you've been watching it, if you, anyone who follows wrestling and been watching Roderick Strong, you know that he's been on the top of his game. Yes. 
Ok Okada. I'm not gonna attempt your first name because everyone butchers it. Yes. The he Rainmaker. The the current IWGP heavyweight champion. champion. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, and Godo's IC champion. Yeah. So, we're so we got we got both belts. Yep. We got both we got both uh, major singles champions. So I think that one is gonna go to Okada. That's my theory. Oh, it's just gonna be a great match. Uh, I don't want to be like super pro Ring of Honor. Uh, like I said, Roderick has just been on a tear. But it's just gonna be a classic. I I think I'm gonna go with the uh, IWGP champion on this one. So. It's just going to be amazing, and we didn't even tell where this is going to be. It's going to well, be in Coney Island, but yeah, but time uh, it's already passed. They were like, ah, fuck that. So yeah, so look, look it up on look it up on Ring of Honor TV, Ring of Honor, whatever their website is. Yeah, I think it's just probably Ring of Honor dot com. Yeah, ROH.com or something. Yeah. I don't know. But so, um, yeah. All right, all right so uh, yeah. uh, do you have any? <laughs> do you have any? Uh, so that's those are our predictions. I think we both are have it at two two a piece. I think that's yeah. about right. Yeah. Because I mean, when I when they did the shows with all Japan. Uh, like in 2003 or 2004, the first two matches went to Ring of Honor, and the main events went went to uh, All Japan. Yeah, and All Japan is the the older established wrestling promotion in Japan. They're equivalent to the National Wrestling Alliance, how how they were back in the the 60s, 70s, and 80s, where they were the older established wrestling promotion. That's what All Japan is, and All Japan had some right, no, great com com uh, competitors in there, Giant Baba. Uh, Tenryu, uh, the late Jumbo Saruta, uh, Stan Hansen wrestled there. One of my all-time favorites, Bruiser Brody wrestled there. Uh, I remember him and uh, Hansen had this knocked-out, drag-out tag team match with um, Jumbo Saruta and uh, Tenryu. That was just like, it was a brawl, but it was a scientific brawl, basically, because you got to see a lot of catches can between um, Brody and Saruta. But when it just came out to knock out, drag out, just fighting, you, that's where you had Tenryu and Hansen. So, and it's it, so. What is the the status of All Japan? Are, they're, they're in bad shape. Yeah, it, it's a shame. It's sort of like how what happened to the NWA in the late '80s, early '90s, when it was just like the WWF or now WWE just was becoming a juggernaut. You know, the older established promotion just wasn't cutting it with like the fans. But for me personally, I always like the NWA. I guess I'm just one of the, I, you would call a purist. Uh, as much as I, even though I was a young kid, I was pro Hulk Hogan, you know, with all the cartooniness. But for like the pureness of it, I always like the NWA, and even to a lesser extent the AWA. But um, it's, it's a shame that that's happening. But that, that's all on YouTube. You can find all the, those great matches from all Japan and New Japan. Um, if we're going to get on the Japanese wrestling tip, um, for me, another promotion I always liked was uh, Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling, FMW. Oh, we're that. oh great. We're um, right now. For those of you, um, <laughs> they were the equivalent of. They, even they were there before they, they, ECW. They were, they were EC, ECW bar, borrowed heavily from oh, FMW. Big time. But I'm not that there's anything wrong with it. No, not at all. But um, FMW, like that's like you know me, I I, I mentioned it in, in, a, in a, the the podcast we did with Chris Charlton, that FMW I got is get their tapes from from Chilla Theater. Yeah. <laughs> I like to get it from horror movie conventions. Yeah. And FMW, I didn't know, like I said I don't know the language, but like every storyline made sense. The female it was it was divided into two tapes, the male tape and the female tape. Yeah. And the female tape was like off the was off the hook. Yeah. It's like even it was even better than a male tape. I, and, I, and for a while, the females were actually carrying the promotion because after yeah. Onita supposedly quote retired, you know whatever for like the twentieth time. Yeah, but the, but the one that people took seriously. Yeah, um, he uh, 
So like they had, they were struggling, they were struggling, and it was the females that were carrying the promotion. And while Hayabusa and Masato Tanaka were able to build themselves up, yeah. But um, that promotion was cursed, which is a shame because if you ever, that's another thing. Go on YouTube, but you can probably find a couple of FMW matches. Like what Diego said, like the women went even more extreme than the guys. I can remember there was a match in them. I'm trying to remember. Combat Toyota. Yeah. Um, uh, Megumi. Shark Shizura. Megumi. Uh, Kudo. There we go. I remember there was a match between Shark Shizura and Nagumi Kudo. It was like uh, like the only fireball that Nagumi Kudo took was from Shark Shizura. Yeah, it just literally, if and I even have it on tape. I rewound it. I slow-moded just to see the fireball and just like you could see Nagumi Kudo's hair just like crisping like bacon. It was fucking nuts. I was like, oh my god. And Shark Suzuda was the female equivalent of another uh, FMW uh, mainstay, uh, Mr. Pogo. Um, so he, she was like the, the, the female version of him. And Mr. Pogo was just even more so insane. You think the matches that New Jack had where he would just bring in like a shopping cart full of freaking weapons. Mr. Pogo was even crazier. This guy brought in like, like ninja weapons. He brought in ninja weapons. He brought size in the ring. He brought that he, that, that sickle. Like. Yeah, he brought a sigh in the ring. Um, sickle. I remember uh, he brought like um, I guess like a a hedge clipper to a match and just like literally like carved up poor Soji Nakamaki right in the head. It was just like sick. And he had like these awesome matches with uh, Mitsuhiro Matsunaga, aka Mister Danger, which we're gonna also get into with about his. Uh, yeah, he has actually a steakhouse uh, in yeah. in Tokyo. Uh, did, we did you find it? Or no? no, we couldn't find it. it. It wasn't until like maybe like the last day we were we were in Tokyo in Rapongi. Was like, shit, we should have fucking found Mister Danger's steakhouse. And like I said, it was just one of those things. Like, damn, if I ever go back, it, it's probably not there anymore. But it. You know, it would have been super cool because uh, Matsunaga actually would cook the steaks for you. You would go to the steakhouse, and he would be there. He would greet you, and he would actually like cook the steak for you. You got this. Hey, you got this Japanese hardcore legend like cooking steaks for you. I'm afraid like he's gonna take a hot steak and just like fucking slap you upside have, the face. Have, have, have a flashback. Yeah, and like... just power bomb me on the freaking grill, and it would be awesome. Be like the the best vacation ever. So, but with, uh, I can remember one match that always sticks out in my mind from uh, FMW or Big Japan Pro Wrestling, which is... I, I was actually never a fan of Big Japan. Uh, Big Japan was just too violent. It was just like, they, there was any felt, type of wrestling. I felt like there was no angles, it was just violence. For yeah, it was just... violence, which I like angles that built towards violence. Yeah, but they did a cross-promotion with FMW, and they had this one match. It was um, Matsunaga, um, Mr. Uh, Goto. Oh, fuck, I'm trying to remember who else was in there. I think Mr. Pogo might have been in the match. I might be wrong about that. Uh, and Soji Nakamaki and uh, Ono. It was, and I'm not fucking with you, it was a, a barbed wire, spider web, scaffold, death match. Now, what I mean by a spider web is, in the beginning of the match, they had a scaffold. Now, scaffold matches they don't do anymore here in the States. I guess they're even more popular in Japan because Japan loves that shit. They had a scaffold and over the ring, it wasn't that high, like maybe um, 15 feet, like the equivalent of a steel cage. But underneath the ring, they actually formed these... They took barbed wire and... Uh, they made a net out of it. They made a net out of it. And literally, if you knocked your opponent down, it's bad enough you're going to be falling from that height. You're going to be falling into a fucking web of barbed wire. So... 
pretty much everybody was getting knocked in there by Matsunaga. Matsunaga was like the last man standing. Everybody was stuck in the web, so he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do this for the fan. Did a moonsault oh, onto... I that clip. Uh, I think it was probably Mr. Goto, and the crowd fucking went nuts. I watched it. I was like, what the hell? And the scary thing was, the match continued. They cut all the barbed wire, they kept the scaffold, and just like, okay guys, keep going. And that was the great thing about friggin' FMW and Big Japan. It was just like violence for violence. It wasn't there was no catches can wrestling. It was just okay, we're gonna bloody you guys up. And I ate it up and it was great. Um you might find that on YouTube. I probably don't think so. I'm I'm hoping maybe YouTube gets it'll be on maybe on Daily Motion. Yeah. And I'm hoping YouTube cuts you a check because I've been like dropping YouTube like for the fucking longest in this episode. Yeah, no, like I'm not a big fan of that thing. But I remember uh I forgot he was he was an American wrestler. I think it was maybe uh, Gilbert, not 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 Eddie, but uh, like maybe Doug. Oh, yeah. he, he used to be a Leatherface. Oh, actually, well, no, leather. it was um the guy who was Corporal Kirshner. Corporal who was Kirshner, super, who was super, super Leatherface, leather yeah. And he used to go into the crowd with a chainsaw, and it used to be such a scene. Yeah. If there's anything to look up on YouTube, kind of that check YouTube. Look up look up those look up uh, Super Leather versus anybody, and him him going through the crowd. I mean, his matches were terrible. Yeah. But the spectacle of him going through the crowd with the chainsaw and everyone hitting the panic button was was nuts. But he's, either he's a wrestler or a team with uh, Mike Awesome. Uh, I think yeah, he teamed. There was one match I remember. It was like a, a six man with Mike Awesome, uh, Uya, and Super Leatherface. I think they were wrestling uh, Masato Tanaka and some other guys. But yeah, he would literally like come into the ring and just would rave. And his chainsaw was like ridiculously like bigger than a normal chainsaw yeah, and he would just like swing it around and the crowd ate it up that was the one thing about Japanese fans they loved it uh, even there was one incident that he did have that Super Leather actually punched a fan um, if you can find that it's hilarious because you can literally see him just like punching someone you can go find a whole bunch of matches on YouTube I just put FMW yeah and also um, Super Leather was in the one of my all time favorite tournaments that FMW did with IWA Japan uh, King of the Death Match, which if you've read McFoley's autobiography, he goes into depth about it. But just watching it was just like, oh my fucking god! There is right there, Yokohama. It's the Yokohama Death Match. Yeah, uh, that they had at Kawasaki Stadium. It was in the summer. It was hot. Uh, I actually have it on tape. But I, I wish I freaking had it on DVD. And just the matches themselves were just ridiculous. Uh, McFoley talked about when he had he was in the first round. When he was wrestling against the late Terry Bam Bam Gordy, Gordy had had a car. He was in a car accident, so his it was like pretty much the lights were on, but nobody was home as far as Gordy's mind was. So a lot of the spots they had to improvise. But there was one spot that literally Gordy chucked McFoley from outside of the ring into the onto. The, there was no match. It was just literally concrete, and he hit it so hard. He was like, what the hell is I doing? And Gordy didn't realize what he did. He just kept going and just kept hitting freaking Foley. And Foley was like, stop it, stop it. Mm. Uh, There's also another match on there, which um, me and Corrado have a fucking good old time watching it. It was um, in the first round of the the tournament between uh, Soji Nakamaki and Ono, where literally it got to the point where Ono just starts like knife edge chopping and slapping Nakamaki, where it just got to the point where Nakamaki just starts slapping him, but like open hand and like you could hear it. Like if you were all the way in the back of 
the stadium. You could hear Nakamaki just like slapping the fucking shit out of Ono. And Corrado, me and him, we we couldn't stop laughing. We literally had to pause it because we were fucking laughing so much. It was like, holy shit. And then all of a sudden they pull out these big clubs that had like nails. Like literally these huge ass nails. And they're just like hitting each other with it. It's like, what the fuck is this? Like... ECW is like nothing compared to like FMW, IWA Japan, or Big Japan Pro. But it is funny that eventually, um, uh, what's it called? A couple of guys did from FMW did wrestle in ECW, like Masato Tanaka, yeah. Mike Awesome. Jado and Gato had, had a current and uh, New Japan bookers. Yeah. They had a brief run there. Um, Who else? I think also um, Enonito showed up for like just one house for, show for, for like ECW. A, yeah. yeah. To, like challenge that. Um, yeah, it's busy. As like I said, that promotion was cursed. Uh, the pres the president owed money to like the mob, so yeah. he like committed suicide. And uh, the, also, the the top heel, he died of cancer. Yeah, and also in Mick Foley's book, um, Tiger Jeet Singh wrestled in in I in FMW, and he was pretty much like a mob enforcer. Um, in Foley's book, he talks about him like just going for a ride with Tiger Jeet Singh to meet up with like these people. I did the air quote. Sorry. Uh, Fuck. And um, you found out that they were like Yakuza members. And they were just like literally paying freaking Tiger Jeet Singh to like rough up somebody. And I was like, what the hell? So, yeah, it was definitely cursed from day one. But we still got the matches to watch. And they're entertaining as fuck. If you love the hardcore style of wrestling, um, check them out. And, yeah. And I'm going to have another beer. All right. All right. While you're you're having your beer, come pie. We're going to... I'm gonna ask. Oh, bye. Sorry I'm gonna ask that. Ask a final question before we uh, shut this. Shut this down. Yeah. Uh, f- your favorite memory while you're actually in Tokyo, like, like, what did you guys do at, at nighttime, like? Um, well. Because <laughs> I plan. No, you can say whatever you want. I mean. Uh, we would go clubbing. Uh, I'm not really a club person. Like the most I'll go to a club is just to see a band. But, uh, the two other guys that we were with, uh. My friend Joe and his friend um, Scroby is what uh, it was his nickname. That's his last name. I'm trying to remember his name. I'm sorry, Scroby. Um, they're more of like you know the club guys. They were like, okay, yeah, we we want to go clubbing and stuff like that. So you see, there you go. And you're gonna love the clubs out there. So um, in Rapongi, like I said, it's very Westerner friendly. So with that comes a lot of the vices of you know of western life especially with the ladies of the night yeah we went to one karaoke bar that i guess must have been you know prostitute central even the here's another funny thing uh down the block from the hotel we were at there was a mcdonald's and literally it shared the same block as a massage parlor and like i guess all the prostitutes used to love to hang out in front of this particular mcdonald's i remember one night we were all drunk it's like ah, let's get something to eat and literally had to do like cut through like the sea of like prostitutes and massage people like oh you want massage you want this you want that it's like I'm like no I just want a fucking Big Mac so the clubs are actually pretty cool um a little bit pricey on the drink wise um but there's like nothing but karaoke bars in in Rapongi and in Shinjuku they're really cool I I don't really do a lot of the karaoke but when you're drunk is, is, it, is it like public or private rooms uh they have private rooms I don't like that. Um, I like to embarrass myself in public. <laughs> no, the, the the private rooms are cool. We went to one private room that was immaculate. Um, they brought us into the room. It's soundproof. Um, 
they had a beautiful leather couch and they had a table and they had a huge screen TV and this huge book of like like all the popular songs the years and you can select them and it was great um, they had wireless mics and it was fun and they actually brought a server that would like you can buzzer in and they would bring you booze and it was great and it's like a dr- uh, drunken fueled sing-along like I said I don't really do a lot of freaking karaoke but you know alcohol makes you think that you're on fucking American Idol so it was a blast um, the nightlife there is, is really awesome If, like I said if you're into the clubbing and the whole dancing yeah that that's your thing uh, for yeah. me personally but hey you know you have fun anywhere do you know you're definitely going to have a blast there. Yeah. I, I, uh, see, I'm not going to give the name of the, the, the hotels. But I'm spending four days at a regular hotel when I'm doing my clubbing thing. Oh, that's cool. And then, you know, it's like, you know, like I said, the 31st, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, it's going to be like party like a maniac. Yeah. And, and then the 4th is the Tokyo Dome. And the 5th, I'm going to try, try to go to uh, Karukian Hall. That, Literally, uh, it's down the block from, but from no, Tokyo no, Dome. No, I, so. I mean, but to get the tickets for that, to get the tickets to that show, yeah, it's going to be a lot harder. So obviously Tokyo Dome, you know, they're not gonna sell it out. So, no. like, I mean, I'm gonna try to get the the best seats I possibly can. Yeah. You know, like probably spend like 500 bucks on this on a ticket. Well, like, f- uh, it's the equivalent of like what, five thousand yen. So. Yeah. So, because so. I mean, I spent 300 bucks for WrestleMania. I hated. Really? That was the one that they had uh, at uh, Giant Stadium. Cena, Cena Rock. Yeah. I fell asleep. I literally fell asleep at that main event. Yeah. I, I, I was just like, all right, well, all right. Okay. Wait. That's it. It's like, oh, the event's over. It is? Oh, shit. I was like, yeah, because I, I was like, yeah, whatever. Whatever. I, I don't know. I don't even know why it went. I guess I just said I've been to WrestleMania. Like, the, I should have. I, yeah. I regret not going to New Orleans. I mean, I fucking hate New Orleans. Oh, the but, one they had at. Um, but that one, the one I had in New Orleans, I should have gone to that Superdome, one. Superdome, there we go. That's the one I wish I, I would have I invested and gone to. Yeah. But, no, I'm still, like I said, I'm still fucking super jealous. But, uh, yeah, so, so, but anyway, so, so, the, so the fourth and the fifth. The, the, the days are dedicated to wrestling. I'm spending at a capsule hotel. And oh, then, really? And, yeah, that's cool. And then, and then on the sixth, that's when I'm gonna be trying. Uh, the sixth or seventh, I've decided I'm gonna be flying back. No, we didn't do a capsule hotel. We did like a traditional American. Yeah, yeah, the, f- yeah, the first first four nights, I'm gonna do that. But I'm thinking after seeing the prank video with Jushin Liger <laughs> and these guys, <laughs> guys, YouTube Jushin Thunder Liger uh, prank. It's amazing. Yeah, and it also shows that like those wrestlers, it's instinct. It's like you feel like somebody yeah, like yeah. covering. Yeah, we, we're not, we're not, we're not gonna give away too much. Just, yeah. just YouTube, Juice and Thunder Liger prank. It's awesome. You're, so anyway, like seeing seeing how they, they actually sleep on the floor like that. Maybe I might do one night like that just to see how it is. Good luck with that. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention yeah the the toy uh the public restrooms they have the traditional Western style, then they have the Japanese style, which is pretty much a hole in the floor. There's nothing to hold on to. There's no toilet bowl. No so nothing. It's a squat. You have to pretty much pop a squat. But I mean, I mean, that's how we're supposed to do it. It's like better for the spine. Yeah, but no, I just I I'm so used to a toilet. I'm, I'm a Westerner, man. I just need that toilet where I can sit down and be like, ah. Oh. Instead of like trying to like you know, hopefully gravity doesn't make me bust my ass and I fall into the freaking hole with all freaking excrement would, and shit like that. That would be a nightmare. Now. When we actually went on the bullet train when we were going from Tokyo to um, Kyoto. They actually had that on the bullet train, too, where it's like, okay, Western stalls, traditional. It's like, okay, let me see the traditional. Oh, no, no thanks, no thanks. No, I don't, I don't do public rides. And so. the bullet train was a fun ride. It was like, literally, uh, we decided to go th- uh, from cart to cart, and it's like, literally being on a roller coaster. It was just, whoa, shit! And when we're going from one cart to the other, it's like, whoa, shit! 
oh shit, it was like fucking so fast, but we got there like in a matter of like, didn't even feel like an hour, it felt like so fast, but you know, America should from, definitely from, invest from, in that. From Just Tokyo saying. to Kyoto? Uh, yeah, so it was it was fun, we got to see Mount Fuji, we didn't get to go visit Mount Fuji, but we got to see it, um, also uh, another thing that I, I told you before, um, Corrado actually brought a, a tiger mask mask and had our friend wear the mask when we were in Yokohama Harbor and anywhere else that we were going to and literally um, we were in Shinjuku and people were coming up to us and they'd be like TIGER! Mm -hmm. And he took some photos with some people and it's like but our friend was like nowhere near the size of Tiger Mask but just to see that people knew who Tiger Mask was it was just like oh TIGER! So it was just a total like picture fest for him wearing the mask and it was it was a blast yeah, well, like I said Tiger's a culture Tiger mask is a cultural icon yeah it started as a cartoon and then uh, Satori Sayama mm -hmm. who was a, re a regular wrestler took the Tiger mask persona and the rest they say is history uh, had a great match with uh, the Dynamite Kid oh they had legendary series of matches oh my god those are fucking insane they had like the, um, the matches in Madison Square Garden and, and also in yeah. in Tokyo Dome so yeah, I had I had those tapes. The best of Tiger Mask. Yeah, they actually had that. They were selling that on DVD, but I don't own a multi. But yeah, like I'm telling you, Diego, you're gonna have fun. Um, but you're also gonna go in there when it's like somewhat cold, because when we went there, it was in November, like Thanksgiving time. So it wasn't too hot or too well, cold. I'm so. Swedish. So oh yeah, I forgot. And you know, your Super Saiyan energy will keep you, you know, warm. Yeah, so. lower too. <laughs> So there you go. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, 14 hour flight and it's going to be 12 coming back. So yeah, because the whole jet stream thing, right? Yeah. So just, just yeah, we got to work on, I got to work on, on the, some, nah, I'll, I'll tell you that in private, like how, how, how I'm getting there coming back. Yeah. So I'm, a, I'm actually being, a, I'm a male, I'm a, a male, male water bride. <laughs> <laughs> so did they at least, you know, put in for the postage and handling? No. Nah, uh, COD? Yeah. Uh, okay. Concussions on demand. So all right, let's uh let's finish this one up, shut this down. I gotta work on that catchphrase. So it's not yeah. like I'm stealing from other podcasts. <laughs> okay, oh, give a quick shout out to another podcast that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, if you get the chance, if you're on Podomatic, check out um the podcast of Sherman Tanks. That's uh two great guys, Renee Rosa and Chance Gerbellini. Um, they've ha they have two seasons on there. Definitely check it out. Um, there's no real format. They're hilarious. Uh, they're actually local here from Jersey City, hence the name Sherman Tanks, since, since they they live on Sherman, in here in Jersey City. Wow, Definitely. way to way to get tell their stalkers where to find them. <laughs> uh, they probably would enjoy that. They probably would do a whole episode on their stalkers or the one stalker that stalks them. Uh, but definitely check it out. They're hilarious. It's me. <laughs> no, it's me. Um, definitely check it out if you're on Podomatic Sherman Tanks. They have two seasons. Oh. Check it out. Oh, they're on Podomatic, aka yeah. the competition. No, the, it's it's all a mutual thing. Um, I, as far as I just want to like go into one little diatribe and then I'll, I'll we'll be done. Uh, you had Thomas Ryan on, and he talked about the whole spirit of just being underground with the filmmaking, and it's it's a brotherhood. Um, to quote Patrick Devaney of Zombie Hunters, it's it's a brotherhood of everybody that's with us as far as actors, writers directors, filmmakers. It's all one big group. And, you know, everybody should support everybody as far as what they're going to make and stuff like that. And you get to meet a, a lot of great people, you know, when you keep that that 
vibe alive as far as you know being underground so yeah it's it's not really competitions everybody's you know it's one big thing so you know definitely check them out and diego great times thank you for having me on here by the way um we'll be having you on our, on our episode two of uh, movie marks which movie marks is our podcast where we yeah i'm gonna say we, we kind of i don't want to say rip off because there are a bunch of other podcasts do it but we uh we're gonna riff on some movies <laughs> it was just, you know movie marks is you know wrestling wrestling related movies okay so it's like you know like last month we had uh you know the president clinton and i we uh reviewed a uh, tag team with the jesse the body of body piper <laughs> be on the lookout for that oh and then uh then Rich and I were going to review Grunt, the movie. Yes. It's an old school, obscure wrestling movie from the 80s. Like, even Diego was like, really? What's that about? So. I, I just remembered uh, Dick, Dick Murdoch. That's it. I'm like, Dick Murdoch's in that. But that's all I remember. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Please, guys. Fuck. Yeah, like, every, like you know, Mondays. Mondays, we got the music mix. And we're not even drunk yet. Shit. Yeah. Mondays, we got the music mix by DJ Luna. Tuesday, we got the This Is Happening podcast. Wednesday we have the special, which is a special. Metal Kingdom is a special. Uh, I forgot the other one. And then uh, <laughs> Thursday, oh yeah, Cross the Multiverse is another special with it, which Rich will also be doing. You'll also be. Wow, you're oh. you're, on, you're on this network a lot yeah, now. Yeah, you're, you're, you're almost Checks a regular. In the mail. You're almost Checks a regular. In the yeah, mail. that's the one we're going to be covering. Robocop. Oh, a film that is very close to my heart. I'll save that for when we actually do it because I'm going to totally fucking geek out on Robocop. So, so be, on, yeah, be on the lookout for that. And Thursdays we're back with another episode of This Is Happening podcast. Sometimes you might miss a date of on that Thursday because you know I I'm I'm a busy guy. Fridays is a super dance party where I do my my I do I do the music mix which is mostly you know centered around like geek culture like we're currently doing the Sonic the Hedgehog theme. Then the next <laughs> week will be uh either Star Wars or Legend of Zelda. I haven't decided yet. But anyway, thank you for listening to us. Tell your friends. Share us on Facebook. Retweet my tweets on Twitter. Spread the word. If you have fun, tell us. If if there are things that we need to be improved, also tell us. You, I mean, if you're my friends on Facebook, you know I could take a drumming personally. So I like, you know, everyone makes fun of me for er- multiple purposes. But if you know, if you don't know me at all, just you know, just know I got, I got a, I got thick, I got a thick skin. That's right. That's what it is, right? Thick skin. Yeah, thick skin. Yeah, I'm very thick skinned. <laughs> oh, light skinned with thick skin. All right, guys, and my accent makes it sound like I said dick skin. Yeah. Thick th guys. <laughs> Get your minds all together. And with with that, let's just say goodbye and. Insert catchphrase here, kanpai. Kanpai. Maybe kanpai should be a catchphrase. Maybe you should. <laughs>